0: gentlemen boys and ghouls it is absolutely positively wonderful to be joining you back here on Tales from the Crib. Tales from the Crib is a podcast dedicated to the wonderful world of gateway horror so with that very very brief introduction let's go ahead and get it started because it's been a while and I have missed you dearly. And in case this is your first uh, tour of Tales from the Crib, that sound, of course, can only mean one thing, and that's that it is time for the buzz. The buzzes are. I don't even know what to say at this uh, at this point. Um, maybe our uh, buy, try, uh, monthly, possibly uh, investigation of all the different goings on in the world of horror. Basically, I go ahead and scour the interwebs for you. I look for topics that I think are interesting and I bring them to you. The people right here on Tales from the Crib. Now, if you'd like to discuss any of the topics that I'm going to be discussing with you right now, further by all means, please reach out to me over on Twitter, over at From the Crib, C-R-I-B-B-E-D, C-R-I-B-B-E-D. Uh, and I would love to kind of go ahead continue that conversation on the interwebs. Now, first things first, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go ahead bring the music down uh, just a little bit because in the time uh, that uh, has passed uh, since the last episode of Tales from the Crypt, we actually had uh, George Romero, uh, famous horror director, horror legend, uh, if you will, uh, pass away, uh, unfortunately. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, just do a a very, very brief moment of silence here. Um, You know, he brought us uh, so, so much of his own films and so many of his films kind of paved the way for where we are in the horror world right now um you know without him a lot of your even if for some reason you're not a, a fan of you know the Romero zombie movies which first of all you should be but if it's not your cup of tea uh, maybe you're more into the traditional uh zombie uh, films like without you know without him you don't have things like the you don't have the walking dead which at the moment is the most popular tv show uh, on television um you know he inspired a ton a ton of movies that we all love today so you know his his passing is felt um you know in, in waves across the horror community so uh very um we'll just do a quick quick moment here of uh silence for him and we'll just go ahead and continue All right, ladies and gentlemen, in other news this week here on Tales from the Crib, um, the uh, wonderful, wonderful reimagining of it, which is going to be the main topic of this show um, this month, uh is is really really kind of just taken the box office by storm uh, i really thought it was going to do very very well but i don't think anybody saw it uh, as becoming the most profitable horror movie of all time like that is that is something to be said um so i mean it, it is absolutely great if you haven't had a chance to run down to the theater and check out it by all means do so before it gets pulled out of theaters i'm actually kind of anxious for it to get pulled out of theaters that way i can go ahead and spend like a crazy amount of money on a blu-ray uh for it and i hope they jam pack that thing with features but you know what we'll save that for the main topic of conversation once we get to it um also going on um you know in the news in the last uh last few weeks since we last spoke uh jamie lee curtis is going to be returning to the halloween franchise um which is super super interesting Uh, they're going to kind of kind of like write out the fact that she uh you know that she that she's dead um so it's gonna be interesting to see what it's like uh having her back uh kind of in the in the franchise i, I don't know i'm ex- i'm excited for it she must be excited for it because at this point jamie lee curtis can kind of do pretty much you know any anything she wants like she's a you know she's a very very famous actress so for her to actually want to come back to the halloween franchise i'm hoping it means because it's a really good story and the story of course penned by danny mcbride of of course eastbound and down and alien covenant fame uh so he's supposed to be a really really big fan of the franchise really supposed to be like you know into the fact that he's getting to work on it so i don't know I'm, i've got to i'm, a, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic uh, also word is that john carpenter is working as um on the film in some respect Uh, so I'd be I'm anxious to kind of see where that goes Um, you have have the original cast in it so I mean that's a big that's a big deal um that's gonna about round it out for this segment of the buzz and again if uh anything that you know you want to kind of touch base on um talk about a little bit more in depth by all means go ahead and reach over to me over on twitter at from the uh, and also be sure you know since if you're a fan of you know this this show uh first of all super happy to, to be back and finding some time to go ahead and record more episodes i appreciate each and every one of you that listen to the show and i want to really try to do my best to bring you more of these episodes recently the preach network of which tales from the crib is kind of just under that big umbrella we're one of three shows um our main show is the preach cast it's a weekly uh entertainment show we talk about tv music movies kind of the whole Kind of run the whole gambit, uh, and just later on tonight, we're actually going to be recording our October horror episode. So if you are big into the world of horror, make sure that you go ahead and listen to the upcoming episode of the Priestcast. And really, one of the big reasons that this show, um, you know, has kind of—I'm uh, not going to lie to you—I've kind of been neglecting it a, a little bit. Um, we've just launched a new show over on the Priest Network called the Switch It Up Show, which is a Nintendo Switch-based podcast, and. Um, You know, it has actually been super, super successful. We have a lot of listeners. We're very fortunate to be able to work with a lot of different developers to bring you all types of awesome reviews. And it's just gone Super, super well. Um, but that being said, I think what I'm going to do going forward or at least try, you know, um, because it takes a it takes a lot to go through and record three shows on a on a weekly basis. It's hard to find the time. But I think what I'm going to do is go ahead and uh, start doing my recordings for Tales from the Crib on Sundays. Um, that way I can uh, go ahead and set some time aside because usually my Sunday night is, is a little a little bit quieter than during the week. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and try that out because I love Tales from the Crypt. I love coming on here, talking to you guys. Um, I'm very fortunate to be able to interact with a bunch of people over on Twitter. I, I'm constantly like surprised at the amount of love that the that the show gets. Um, so I, I, I really just want to thank you guys for that. And I want to try my best to bring you as much content as you can you know, as I can uh, and that you deserve because I think I can bring it to you on a more regular basis. It's just a little bit of a touch and go as we kind of work through the very, very busy recording schedule over at the Preach Network. But you know what? Um, when you're super busy for all the right, reason, right reasons, ugh, uh, you know, that's, that's a very good problem to have. But now let's go ahead and roll on to the next segment. Uh-huh sites to show you and it is time for ice cream you stream ice cream you stream is a cool little a uh, cool little gimmick that I have where I like to talk about some of the really I don't know just really neat movies that I feel that might be worth checking out over on different streaming services. So normally I go through uh, and I check things out like, you know, we, we look over on Amazon, sometimes we check Hulu, of course we loop Netflix into into the discussion. But this time it's actually gonna be everything that is that we're gonna be talking about today is available to stream over on Amazon Prime. If you have amazon prime you owe it to yourself to go check out and see what they have streaming on there because it seems like their selection just keeps getting better and better um on top of having like like the big catalog titles they also have a they also have a surprising amount of like you know 80s like classics so do yourself a favor like put the amazon uh video app on you know whatever device you have uh and just and just browse if you're in the mood to watch something scary because i feel like it's a i feel like it's a medium that no one really goes to check i know i don't i go on amazon and i kind of get lost in like the section of blu-rays and i i don't even think of watching a show there so um you know just go go ahead and do it uh, and if you can recommend any uh, cool like shows or movies to me to watch over on amazon video by all means and don't even think that like you know oh he's really talking about amazon video a lot they don't sponsor the podcast i would love if amazon video wants to go ahead and you know toss me a few dollars but i'm not quite at that amazon level of sponsorship yet but let's go ahead talk about some of the things that are available to watch over on amazon video and the very first one i'm just gonna go ahead and hit you with a trailer for it because i saw this and i just thought it looked super cool and it is called lore um lore is a series over on Netflix. Uh it says it is based on real people and events. Uh the podcast phenomenon comes to life with six terrifying stories from the executive producer of The Walking Dead and executive producer of the X Files. Uh stream lore on Friday, the thirteenth of October. So this is gonna come out next week, but I figured we'd go ahead, take a listen to the trailer right now. Uh if it looks like there's some text on the screen, so I will provide the voiceover for that and without any further ado, let's go ahead and check out the trailer for Lore. Gone from this house! The following is based on real people and events. Throughout history, folklore has given a voice to our fears. I'm Aaron Mankey. And this is Lore. This demon. It keeps reaching back from the grave to feast on the blood of the loved one. I'm not a changeling! I'm the woman you married. In the name of the Father, I command you! Tell us your name! Any questions about the procedure? There exists a life after this one, and that we can return. Robert is real, and he doesn't like it when you scold me. Six terrifying tales. The scariest stories are true. So, lore, yeah, the trailer for that looks really, really cool. Each story kind of looks like it's set as a period piece, um, which is always a little bit interesting. It can either be, you know, it can either be good or bad, uh, but I really like how it's uh, kind of like a little bit of an anthology there. So, I I'm super excited to check it out and also said based on the podcast Um, obviously this is a podcast I am a fan of podcasts so I would definitely go ahead uh, and check that out for sure like why why not I I feel like it'd be worth it Uh, if you are familiar with the podcast and would like to tell me a little bit about it by all means let's go ahead and talk over at from the crib now moving right along into some of the other streaming things that are available over on Amazon video. Um, one of these uh, I feel like you almost have to kind of gear yourself up for and marathon through them and that is saw one through five uh, I think you can actually watch um, saw six and seven over on Hulu um, feel free to double check uh, but you can start off with the uh, one through five uh, over on Amazon video and I feel like you know I don't know about you but I definitely need to go ahead refresh my memory uh, in preparation for jigsaw because if there's one movie that is going to expect me to remember uh, like what happened last it's gonna be saw and jigsaw so saw one through five over on amazon by all means please go and check it out another one that uh, is kind of like horror inspired it's more like a sci-fi thriller is ex machina ex machina is a really cool movie about um artificial intelligence uh there is a uh company very kind of in the same realm of like maybe maybe like google or tesla on steroids and they are working with artificial intelligence specifically transferring it into like uh, artificial humans um, almost like the terminator but more lifelike uh, although it's not evil so it's more just like a robot i guess um, but anyway um this one employee kind of gets chosen to go and experience um, what what this artificial intelligence is like and he finds out that you know it's it's kind of blurring the line between what is real and what isn't And it, I'm really, it's a great, it's a great movie. It's a very, like, it leaves you on the edge of your seat. The soundtrack is awesome. And if you're into, um, like, movie soundtracks and vinyl, there's some great, um, some great pressings of it. Um, But, Ex Machina, it will keep you interested. You will be like fully involved in it. And the twist at the end, like that movie got me. I, I didn't, I did not see that twist coming at all. Like I just bought into it and I, I thought it was great. Ex Machina, go ahead check it out, Amazon Prime. And the last thing that I wanna mention that is there, and this is almost like a personal note to myself, is the Paranormal Activity A Ghost Dimension, which is the, at this point, at this point, is the final entry into the Paranormal Activity franchise i really really love paranormal activity one through three i think they are very good uh maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration on the third one the third one has is pretty good uh, but i really like the first and second a lot uh, i think they're super scary great theater experiences um i'm really all about them um and i'm didn't really like the fourth one that much at all so i'm hoping maybe they kind of come back to form with uh with the last one paranormal activity ghost dimension go ahead check it out over on amazon um you know i will certainly be there checking them out shop s mark you got that And now, boys and ghouls, it is time to shop smart. Shop smart is the segment where I go through Amazon, peruse some of their Blu-rays that you can go ahead and acquire for a very good price and share them with you. That way you can save some extra dollars, maybe toss an extra movie in your cart this week. A couple features uh, I want to talk about. One of them, first thing right off the bat, is the King Horror Collection. Now, if you don't have, um, you know, a lot of Stephen King movies on Blu-ray, this is a great way to cross a bunch of them off of your list. And now, all of these are available separately, so don't feel like if you have two of them that like you have to rebuy this whole set. Not the case. Um, the King Horror Collection is twenty six dollars and eighty nine cents, which is a very very good deal. Uh, but on top of that, in the King Horror Collection, you're getting The Shining, Salem's Lot, and uh, Cat's Eye, and It so that is a good you know that is a good collection right there now it by itself is available on blu-ray i think it's like eight dollars and 99 cents it fluctuates sometimes it's 7.99 other times when it's sold out it jumps like to be some astronomical crazy amount of money don't pay a lot of money for it um there are plenty of places you can go to grab it for a reasonable amount i see it at walmart i see it at best buy i see it at fye it is everywhere if if you're paying more than ten dollars for it, you're getting ripped off. Uh, so just wait for it to be in stock and you will get it. Uh Salem's Lot and Cat's Eye are right around eight bucks as well. You can get them. They're more recently um you know released on Blu-ray. Uh and the Shining is you can usually grab two. But you know, four movies that usually cost eight dollars or so, maybe a little bit more. You can get them for about almost close to $25. That's good. So if you don't have any of these, this is a great way to go ahead pick them all up. The next movie that is up next is Your Next for $7.99. I really, really like Your Next. Your Next is kind of like, um, it's like if Home Alone were a horror movie. Basically, it is about um, this, um, it's it, mm, well, there's this dinner party. I don't want to give too much of it away. Uh, So it takes place in this house. Uh, It gets invaded by some uh, by some people. We don't really you don't really know why they're there. You find out later. Um, But they have to kind of combat the people that they're attacking. uh, And they set up all these like little like traps for them. It is super fun. Pretty good uh, soundtrack as well, um, and I feel like your next is just a is a movie that like maybe if you're not super big if you if, if you're big on horror you're gonna like it, but if you're not big on horror you can still very well like have a good time. Um, your next I feel like everybody should watch it, uh, and for eight dollars I mean you really really can't do too much better than that. Next uh, up is Mama. Uh, Mama is only six dollars and ninety three cents. It is super cheap. On Amazon right now. You really can't get, you really can't do much better than that. And Mama is the reason I bring it up is it's a PG, uh, I think it's PG-13, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it's made and direct, it's directed by the director who just directed it. So if you really liked it or you really liked Mama, you I will say that you do see some instances of Mama in it for sure. Uh, there are some scenes that are very, um, yeah, kind of like make you think about it. Um, but some great, great deals to be had over on Amazon this week. And one of the other last deals, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up with Children of the Corn from vision video now arrow is was is super nice to be able to uh, work with the podcast and uh, sometimes we do get a, a copy to go ahead and check out and if you are not familiar with arrow video you definitely should be uh, they are a wonderful label of blu-ray releases um, over in both the United States and uh, the United Kingdom and they uh, if you're not familiar with them they they're along the same vein as uh, Screen Factory, where they really, really focus on having great transfers and just packing these discs full of extras. If you, um, uh, if you've seen that really cool Hellraiser box set uh, that just came out a little while ago. Uh, it's made by Arrow Video. If you've seen the house uh, set that came out, with, uh, it's called House Two Stories with House One and Two here in the United States, made by Arrow Video. And if you are thinking about buying that one, make sure that you buy the one that comes from the UK because it's region free and it's got all four movies in it. Um, but they really, really kind of go above and beyond when it comes to like um, the transfer packaging and extras, which for us, when it comes to Blu-rays, I mean, that, that's, like, that's like here in like... That's like first, second, and third time. Like the, the that's all the stuff that we look for. So in the uh, in the Children of the Corn Blu-ray from Arrow, uh, you get a ton of special features, which really like I mean I want to watch. I want to have movies so I can watch them at my own leisure, so I don't have to worry about like the quality of the internet, uh, so that I can like look at the, all these offers and new transfers. But really for me, what what I really watch first are all the special features. So with this you're gonna get a brand new 2k restoration of the original movie. Um, they have they have subtitles, but they have brand new audio commentary um, with uh, John Sullivan who actually uh, runs children of the movie.com. Um, They have audio commentary with the director. They have a feature called Harvesting Horror, the making of Children of the Corn. Uh, They have It Was the 80s, an interview with uh, Linda Hamilton. They have Return to Gatlin, a brand new featurette revisiting the film's original Iowa shooting locations. They have Stephen King on a shoestring, an interview with the producer. Um, They just go on and on and on with all of these awesome, you know, with all these awesome features. So you really get like what you pay for when it comes to Arrow. Some of the discs cost a little bit more, but really, you're getting like two discs worth of content and the disc right now over on Amazon is selling for $25 so you really can't do much better than that Um, do yourself a favor go ahead check out the arrow video website I'm gonna go and actually just link to it right here in the show notes that way it's really easy for you to be able to um, pick up you can check out arrowfilms.co.uk and you can see all of of all of their releases right there Um, you owe it to yourself to check it out and with that ladies and gentlemen Uh, let's go ahead and get ready for the feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. When you're a kid, you think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then, one day, You realize that's not true. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer. Until it's too late. thinks this town is cursed, that all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing, an evil thing. Bill, if you'll come with me, you'll float too. Yeah, I saw him too. What happens when another Georgie goes missing? <laughs> or one <what> of <if> us? <laughs> Are you just gonna pretend it isn't happening like everyone else in this town? <laughs> if we stick together, <laughs> we'll win. Kings it uh, man, I have been waiting for this movie, you know, for a long, long, long time. Years, since my childhood, in a way. Um, You know, I grew up with the TV um, miniseries. I watched it when I was a kid. I watched it, like, all the time when I was growing up. Um, when it recently came out on Blu-ray last year, I ran out and bought it as soon as possible. You know, I really, I, re- I loved that story. Um, You know, Stephen King was always kind of like a big, like, thing in my house. My mom loved those books, and I was never, like, old enough to be able to read any of them. But if it was on TV, um, you know, I could watch it. Um, that was kind of, like, one of the rules. So, like, I got to watch all those miniseries, It, The Langoliers, um, you know, The, uh, the Shining, um, all of them. I got to, I got to check them out. Um, and, you know, I always thought, I'm like, you know, the beginning of It with Tim Curry, that first half of that miniseries was so, so scary, um, but at least I remembered it being that uh, and when I go back and I watch it as an adult um, you know it's not it's not you know that level of intensity that I quite remember when I was a kid but the quality of like you know Pennywise just being creepy like all the scenes with Pennywise are just spot on scary like Tim Curry does an amazing job uh, and then the second half of that miniseries kind of falls by the wayside a little bit but the first half is still strong the performances from Jonathan Brandis and Seth Green like those guys do a great job Um and if you haven't seen the original like miniseries of it, you definitely owe it to yourself to check it out. I mean, it's long; it's a long, long series. Um, but it's still it's still worth it, and it's uh and it's a good watch. So when I found out that they were going to be remaking this into an R-rated horror movie, I was like, yes, I've been waiting for this. I wanted to see what it was like turned up to the next level. You know, without the constraint of regular television. And let me tell you, I am not disappointed. At all, a lot of people are saying that, like you know, like like it's not scary enough for them. Like it's like it's just not. It's quite as intense as they wanted it to be. But like, you know, there are scenes in this movie that are pretty gory when they happen. I just think that the movie is just perfectly tonally balanced. That when you have a scene that's super gory, like uh, the scene with uh, Georgie being taken down the drain by Pennywise. Um, you know, out in the street. Like that scene is its crazy. It's over the top. You don't see anything like that. And you know, in movies now, you know, they never go that far. They always cut away. And that's the thing in it is that like when they do show you something scary, they don't cut away. And when they're really funny, like they go for it, they swing for the fences. The jokes in this movie are absolutely hilarious. Um, like the kid from stranger things does a great job uh, in this movie is Richie. Uh, and, um, like the whole like losers club, like fits together really well. Um, and it has that stranger things vibe. And when I found out that this was getting, you know, that this was coming out right when stranger things too, like, uh, was about to hit in like a few weeks after it, I'm like, this is the perfect timing for this because stranger things really kind of brought to life, um, you know this genre for a whole bunch of people who necessarily don't really get into it kind of expose them to something and they were like this is awesome and the idea um, to be able to set it in the 1980s like it's just it's just genius, you know. I don't know if that was made after, um, you know, Stranger Things had come out and been so successful, but if it was, like, kudos to them because this got audiences in to see this movie, and it really turned it into literally the most profitable horror movie of all time. Um, that's a gr- amazing, amazing accomplishment. Um, we did an episode of it over on PreachCast, which is like the main show of the Preach Network, uh, and uh, we we kind of weaved through like the whole history of it uh, from the book uh, to the miniseries to the new movie but we really got a lot of feedback in terms of like you know we wish we would have talked about the new movie a little bit more I wish you would have Kind of giving your opinion on that, so I figured here on Tales from the Crypt that I would go ahead and kind of try to film, do my best to fill in that blank for you for the movie. So if you haven't seen the new remake of it, you might not want to uh, you know finish the rest of this episode until you get a chance to do so. Uh, I don't really know how much longer it's going to be in theaters. Uh, I would think that they'd try to push to keep it in there as far until October as possible because you know with uh, with Halloween coming out. Uh well, how, not Halloween. It sounds like a movie with Halloween right around the corner. Um, you know, I really feel like they want to take advantage of as many people going to see a scary movie as possible. But on the last episode of Preachcast, which was all about horror movies coming out in October, there's a lot of competition out there. And by the time the first movie comes out, you know, on October thirteenth. You know it'll it will have been out for you know well over a month so it's probably getting close to the point where it might get pulled out uh, part of me wants it to be pulled out as soon as possible so I can go and buy like an awesome blu-ray uh, but you know I, I do want them to make as much money as possible because I really want them to be committed to the second half of this uh this movie uh, it's already been announced that they're making it so I'm really anxious to kind of see where that goes uh, you know and if you're familiar with the book that's a tall order you know they try to tackle it in the miniseries and they don't really do the best job. But to be fair, there's a lot of things, you know, that are, would just be really ambitious to to shoot. You know, like I mean, how do you how do you put the deadlights on film if you're if you have a TV miniseries budget? You know, like how do you show that like alternate dimension and not have it look cheesy? And they kind of like leave that portion out for you know most of the miniseries. And in, in the you know in the remake, they make allusions to it. You see moments of the deadlights, but you don't see the whole thing. So. I'm glad that it really did so well. That hopefully the studio will give them all the resources that they need in order to make sure that this story gets told the right way and looks good on film. Um, I'm really, really excited to check it out. And um, in terms of just my general thoughts on the uh, It remake, you know, I I had a great I had a great time with this movie. Um, like I said, the jokes are funny. The characters are relatable. Uh, I root for them. Pennywise, uh, I do, I did like him. You know, in the beginning, it's hard because Pennywise, even though he's not, um, you know, he's not on the same level as uh, like Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger has a clear personality to him, um, you know, and you see it throughout all the movies. He starts off super scary, but you know, he's talking to you, and anytime you have a character that talks and interacts with uh, people, almost like Chucky, um, you know, he, they take on kind of like a whole like life of their own. And, um, to try to change that, uh, you know, really can, it's kind of putting the franchise at risk and it is not a franchise, but Tim Curry is so, you know, monumental in his performance of Pennywise in the miniseries that, you know, for anybody else to even, you know, be willing to step into that, like you're going up against a lot, you know, uh, like a lot of pushback. Uh, but I, I thought that Bill Skarsgård did, uh, like a great, great job. Um, it would have been, like, I mean, it, it's it's definitely different. His performance is different than um, Tim Curry's for sure. And it takes a little bit for it to warm up. At least I feel like it did. And that might just be my, you know, predisposition to it um, because like I'm so like enamored with Tim Curry in that role. Uh, but I thought he did. I thought he did an amazing job. Um, he, he gets creepier and creepier as it goes on. And it's a different, you know, it's a different Pennywise. You know, he's trying to be a little bit likable. Uh, and he tries, Tim Curry tries to be likable too, um, in the, uh, in the miniseries, but you can tell that something is off with him and you can tell that something's off with him in this one too. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's like a little bit cheesier and it gets scarier as it goes on. Uh, but the kids all do a great job at being scared by him. Uh, so I feel I feel like that's like that that works well. Um they're they're convinced that he's scary and their reactions um kind of translate over into the audience. So it, it I think he I think it does a great he does a very very good job. Pretty much as good as anybody else can do who's not Tim Curry. Um, the movie itself Believe it or not, like this movie clocks in at 2 hours and 20 minutes, and I wanted way more. I would love that this was a 3-hour movie. I hope that there's a lot of stuff that's cut, um, because the movie just seemed to me like it was paced fast. I felt like this thing got off, started to like run, and just never stopped until it hit the finish line. Um, To me, some of the scenes were felt a little bit rushed. Um, not in like like, you know, don't take that the wrong way. It's not like anything here is bad, uh, or sloppy or anything like that. It's not. I love this movie, it's great. I recommend this to everybody I see. Um, but it's just that, like, I love those characters, and um, that's part of the benefit of having that double. Like, you know, when that miniseries was on TV, it was two nights, I think it was like three or four hours each night uh, with commercials. I think the whole thing is probably like between. Six and seven hours long, um, but like when you have all that time, you can spend all those times, um, like all the all that time. When they're down, like in the barrens, like bonding, like making the making the dam. Um, When they're at the movie theater, uh, getting chased by Henry Henry Bowers, like they can spend all of that time building up that relationship, showing you the bond. Like there's a lot of scenes, like with Mike, uh, in the book um, and in the miniseries that you just don't get here in the remake because you know it's like how long of a movie do you want to make? You know, and that's I, I don't know if that's a fair criticism because how do you take a 1400 page book and turn it into just like one single movie like that's a tall order but if this movie has a three hour cut of it i would absolutely love to sit down and watch it um because i miss that interaction between those characters um and i do feel like the bond that the losers club had was strong in this like that felt genuine to me um but i would have liked to see it explored a little bit know a little bit more um for my liking anyway i think that would have been i would have made the movie a little bit stronger to me that's really my only big criticism uh with this is that one you know not a lot of mike uh in it and uh and he's a main character in the second part so it's gonna be interesting to see like how they kind of harken back to him because i feel like he's not in it as much uh and then um you know two i would i really want it to be longer Um, there's a lot of, like, it kind of just wraps up super quick and then it's done. Um, but I mean, it's really, in all reality, it's really not that quick. It's over two hours long, but I don't know. It just, it's, to me, it seemed to go by so fast. And I think that's like a testament to how good it is. When you can sit down and watch a movie that's over two hours long and feel that like it was over in like the length of a regular movie or even quicker than that, then you know that like, you know, they're hitting all the right beats. Um, and this movie, uh, yes, it is rated R, but it's not rated. It's such an interesting, like, you know, take on it. Because there are scenes that are gory, and when the gore hits, it's intense. A lot of blood. Um, uh, but really, that's like the bit. That's like the big thing in this. There's no nudity. Um, the, there's some gore, but it's you know pretty. It's over the top, um, and I feel like once you get to a certain point, like it's it's just. I mean, it's not comical. I don't think it reaches that level. Like the remake of Evil Dead, that was like comical gore, like to the point where it was ridiculous that you're like, this isn't even. Yeah, it, it, it stops being, like, re- realistic at some point. It just gets to be nuts. Um, and at that point with Evil Dead, it's like a joke and the audience is in on it. Uh, but in this movie, it doesn't quite reach that level. But, you know, it's pretty it's pretty intense in terms of gore. Uh, and there's there's a lot of language. But the language that's in it is all jokes, you know, um, it, and they're funny. Um I feel like this is a movie that like kids will want to see now, especially with the popularity of stranger things, just being on Netflix. I feel like a lot of people will want to see this movie. Um, I would let, depending on the age of, you know, whatever your child might be, I would probably let them watch this before I'd let them watch a lot of other horror movies. I'd certainly let them watch this before, like, you know, the exorcist, um, the like, you know, and the theme of, you know, it of those that loser's club kind of banding together um, to like, you know, take care of each other in the face of evil and kind of just standing by each other. That's a a powerful theme. Um, And it's one of those new horror movies that's out that, you know, you, you root for the good guy and don't get me wrong. I love Chucky. Like I I love watching Chucky go after people. Um, I love Nightmare on Elm Street and, you know, Freddy Krueger, but usually Chucky goes after people who aren't that great. You know, sometimes he does get like innocent people, but usually it's going after people who aren't the best. Um, But like in this one, you're rooting for the kids. Nobody's rooting for Pennywise. You know, like he's not he's not likable. Um, Like he might be interesting and fun to watch on screen, but you're rooting for the good guys. And I'm liking this like swing of horror that's coming out where you're rooting for the protagonist, you know, instead of against them. Um, Happy Death Day is a movie that comes out on October 13th. Uh, Friday the thirteenth. Uh, about uh, it's like uh, it's like a Groundhog Day, um, like with a horror twist on it, where this girl uh, gets murdered and she wakes up immediately after she gets killed, and she has to relive the day, and then it happens again, and it happens again, and happens again. And, you know, she's trying to find out, like, what like what's happening to her. And she has to, like, research, like, you know, what's going on with her killer and, like, how she can kind of get out of this endless loop. And such a unique take. And what I think is fun about it and what I think kind of ties into it is that, like, you know, you're rooting for her. Here are the good people and you're rooting for them. A lot of times in horror movies, we don't get that. You know, like Jigsaw, for example. Like, for the most part, I'm not rooting against Jigsaw. Just because the people who usually he captures have something that they have to, like, you know, overcome to... You know, to make themselves better. At least that's the idea behind Saw. And usually, they're not likable. Um, anybody who gets captured, you know, like anybody who gets captured by Jigsaw, usually did something really bad. Uh, and even though Jigsaw himself is bad, like the character is so good that you end up liking him. Um, so it's nice to be able to root for the good guy uh, again. Uh, so it's, it's just interesting uh, if you haven't seen it I definitely think you should, you should go out of your way uh, to see it uh, as soon as it comes out on DVD uh, and Blu-ray we'll definitely be sure to talk about it here on Tales from the Crib over in um, uh, over in ShopSmart if you are excited for anything in particular uh, in the world of horror uh, I would love to hear from you over on Twitter at FromTheCrib uh, thank you guys for tuning in we're going to have another episode for you real soon Take care.